Welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter to the Galatians, and I'm joined by John Campbell, Derek Walker, and the Bible, <laughs> um, which you'll be very relieved to know it's not just coming from us, what we are talking about today. And I'm going to read, it's my turn, uh, from verse 11 of chapter 1, Paul's letter to the Galatians, through to the end of the chapter. Verse 11. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries, in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, and remained with him fifteen days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. Thanks, John. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your wonderful, glorious word. And Lord, as we study these scriptures today, Lord, we ask that you would enlighten us, Lord, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that we would see what we have never seen, Lord, that we would see, as Paul began to see, Lord, the face of Jesus written in these scriptures, Lord, that we would see him and hear him talking plainly to us, not just in written word, but in our hearts and our minds, that we will be changed for this word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, may it work in each one of us, not only the three of us here, Lord, in the studio, but all our viewers. At any time, Lord, when they're watching, may the word cut right through, Lord, to the quick, Lord, to the centre of their hearts and set them free. And in all this, Lord, we ask that you be glorified. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So th this is, there's a good cruncher here because um, Paul, he, he's, he's illustrating, he's, he's reinforcing his points uh, by the facts mm. that he did not go to, um, he, he came out from the cold, as it were, into this gospel. Um, and he didn't go to, um, to get all sort of savvied up in Jerusalem you know, with the apostles who obviously had lived with the Lord Jesus. He could have actually cobbled it together if he had done that, but he went to 
out yeah. to the wilderness. He's, he's, yes, his, his main point is in verse 11 and 12, yeah. which is that his gospel is not, not from man. Yeah. It, it's, it's from God. That's it. And he tells the story of his conversion yeah. and, and before and after yeah. to, to say, look, the only explanation of my experience is that it's God. It, yeah. The whole thing is from God. Because we got the before last week and we, and we got verse 11, so him stating it, but you can state something and people can say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he then illustrates yeah, he it says by two, the facts. Two things before. One is that he was steeped in Judaism and in the traditions and keeping the law. So his whole mental attitude was this works orientation yeah. relationship and, and a very Judaistic thing so that Gentiles were very much on the outside and not really worthy of much consideration. And, and secondly, that he was hostile to, to yeah. the gospel, to, yeah. to Jesus, to these Christians mm -hmm. who were talking about salvation. Mm -hmm. And so there was nothing in him emotionally or intellectually that, that would say, you know, that somehow he invented it. That, that just makes no sense, that yeah. he would have just gone against his whole background, his whole mental and emotional disposition, mm -hmm. that somehow what he had was, was and he did, wouldn't have learnt it from the Christians either, That's because he was absolutely he was hostile. hostile to He them. might have picked up a, a few bits and bats, but he, he wouldn't have been able to put it together. He knew you that know, in his own human. No, strength. he wouldn't. He would. He probably did pick up something because he was a very intelligent man. He was and, arguing against it, and, and, and was arguing against it. He'd lay it down against the against the the, the scriptures to say this this can't be. But you know, I I, I mentioned it last week. I, I I am convinced, and I look forward to asking here, that watching the um, execution of of uh, Stephen Stephen was a turning point in his life. Mm -hmm. when his face changed to the face of an angel. Mm -hmm. And this was really, I believe this, so Paul sets off. He sets yeah. off to Damascus. And I don't know how long it takes to walk from Damascus to, from, right. from Jerusalem to Damascus, quite, quite but I put right. it to you possibly that his journey to the point of conversion was three days. Mm. At the point he meets Christ, he, and, and during that time he's been struggling mentally with what he's seen. Stephen definitely rattled his cage. Yeah. And then he meets Christ and he's changed and then he spends another three days blinded. Just mm. a thought. Yeah, oh, that's a good <laughs> Mulling over now mm. all his knowledge, mm. which he was mulling over beforehand, but from a different viewpoint as he was on the road to Damascus. This can't be. Yeah. But then he meets the living Christ, mm. who speaks intimately to him, says, Saul, Saul, that, 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 that double is very intimate in the Hebrew. You know, the Lord mm. has intimate meeting with the Lord, and, and then he's blinded. So he's mulling over the same stuff now, but he's seeing it from a different perspective. That's interesting. <laughs> On the three days, I think, I, I, and Derek will know this because he's a numbers man, but I, I think when the Lord went up to... Um, to uh, uh, Banyas, as we call it, up in the north near Hermon, mm. where, um, where Peter said, you're the Christ, son of the Oh, Lord. yes, yeah. They said, and the transfiguration, they said it was three days. Don't, don't, I don't, is that right? Did they say it was a three-day journey? I can't remember. And I'm, well, I'm going to look it up. I'm only speculating so. anyway. No. So three days to Damascus is possible. It is possible. 
I, I listen, you I don't know. It's just, it's just, I love the, sim- the, next I love the symmetry trip. of scripture. I shall you mention know, it on the, so John, you'll be quoted. <laughs> on the next Israel trip. <laughs> I'll say, how many people remember from what Jerusalem, John said? To be honest, from Jerusalem to Damascus. It's quite a long way, isn't it? I mean, he, he might have been on horseback. He may well have but been, uh, yes. To walk three days would be a push. It would be a but push, Possibly yeah. on horseback. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, and so he and then he talks about his conversion was absolutely just of God. Yeah, six know? days. Sorry, so so yeah. six days it took for the Lord to go um, up to what I think was Mount Hermon. Hermon, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, I think I think it's. Oh well. But actually, I don't think that was six days journey, but no. it was after six days. Sorry, right. lots of stopping Just en route. Ignore me. <laughs> and carry on. <laughs> should come up with something extraneous in a couple of minutes but until then let's get back to this um uh, so for, so for, for me the new the new thing is what happened um post conversion yeah. new to what we talked about last week i mean just to wrap up the conversion okay, quickly yeah. he's saying my conversion can only be explained by a supernatural work of god yeah. he called me by grace yeah. and it says to reveal his son in me yeah that's his he was born again yeah that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So yes, at we the didn't same do that time he was saved yeah. by an act of God, um, he was also called. Mm. God actually revealed that he would preach the gospel to the Gentiles. So right. he was called unto salvation, but he was also called essentially to his apostleship to the Gentiles. Yeah. Now that's also outside a the divine box. thing because yeah. he, here's this hardened Jew, the Gentiles are dogs. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're outside the kingdom, they're hopeless lot kind of thing. Yeah. And suddenly now his whole mission in life is to reach these that's right. These Gentiles. And that's like, you can't explain that by jump, psychology. No, you know, yeah, that, that is a work of God to turn his heart. Yeah. You know, in a short time, this is, and he's basically saying the whole origin of this is not human. Yeah. It's not human invention. Yeah. I didn't learn it. It can only be explained by divine intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he f- completes his point, which is what we're getting to now, by saying, neither did I learn this gospel by tradition, by I didn't learn it from the apostles. Because that's yeah. what the accusers would be saying. They're saying, okay, he had a genuine salvation. We, we acknowledge yeah. something special happened there, that this arch persecutor of the church certainly is now on our side. But he actually had to go to Bible school, you know. He, yeah. he had to learn the, the gospel. Yeah. He had this experience, but he needed to go to Bible school in Jerusalem, learn from the apostles, and, and now he's preaching the gospel, but he's getting it wrong. Yeah. He, he didn't do, very, he's got C in Bible school. He, he yeah. missed a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And now we're coming to tell you yeah. what he's teaching is incomplete kind of thing. Yeah. That's the accusation. Except that there, their argument didn't really hold water, did it? No. Um, because Paul says... That's what he's pointing that, yeah, out now. That he, because he met with Peter <laughs> yeah. and he met with James. He didn't get his gospel secondhand yeah, yeah. by tradition. No, that's right. Uh, and that's what he's trying to explain in his history. But also the idea, again, doing a, a Paul approach to what you've just said, sort of laying, layering it again. He, he, he didn't... Um, it wasn't normal for... A, a someone who's steeped in the Jewish tradition to try and take that to the Gentiles. Mm. Uh, 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 even more so to take the gospel, uh, sorry, the, the, the law of Moses to the Gentiles. There's, there's some 
that even wasn't Jewish tradition, no. was it? No. Although they were to they be a light have, to the Gentiles yeah. by having the, you know, their community and their traditions and the synagogue and kosher and Shabbat and festivals, that was a light to the Gentiles. But it wasn't have to, Gentile proselytes, but it's not particularly that they were evangelistically reaching out to them. No. But, you know, certain Gentiles realized that heathenism was empty. Yeah. And that what the Jews taught about there being one true God made a lot of sense. And so... There were Gentiles that kind of sought out the synagogues and, yeah. and, and even embraced that lifestyle. Yeah. But it wasn't because the Jews were evangelistic that yeah. way. Um, it isn't in the passage, but is, is there um, a charge that could be put, brought against um, uh, Paul's gospel, the gospel of grace, that it is, is, is populist? It's going to be more popular to the Gentiles because they don't have the law of Moses. So why not give them an easy, I think an easy that's salvation? Exactly I think that's exactly their argument. Yes. Um, because they haven't had the revelation themselves, um, at least it appears that they haven't, mm. because why would, they, why would they backtrack on it and start to preach works yeah. and yeah. additional stuff necessary over and above the cross? Yeah. Um, but that is exactly their argument. This is too easy. It can't be right. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, this is going to lead to, to licentious behaviour. Mm. Um, we can't have that. Mm. We need to bring them back under law and impose some regulation and discipline upon these people. Mm. Otherwise, to, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one hears yeah. that argument, mm. you know, presented it's in many ways it, uh, all the time. It, nothing has changed. Yeah, it, it is the gospel of grace is utterly wonderful and totally implausible from a human perspective. <laughs> well put, very well put. Yeah. Very well put. So that what happened in Arabia? You know, he went, you know, he's using as his argument, he didn't go to Jerusalem, verse 17, but he went to Arabia. Yes, yeah, so what he's saying is there was a whole three years, verse 18, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem. So he did go to Jerusalem. Yep but only after three years. It's quite a long so time. So this is where we really need to um, go to, and he talks about going to Arabia, but we need to really, first of all, go to Acts 9. Yes, of course. Just to see how this fits into the book of Acts. That's good. Um, I think around Acts I like, 9, I like the way he nine. puts it. He says, we're not going to go to Arabia. We're going to go to Acts 9. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, just calm down. We're going to Acts 9. <laughs> I wanted time. to talk about Wadi Rum. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so it talks about his conversion, of course. And then in verse 20, well, sorry. He receives his sight and he was baptized in verse 18. And then it says... Paul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. So he has uh, some time in Damascus and immediately, verse 20, he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he's the Son of God. So he's already preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. all right? He already essentially knows the gospel. I mean, he's going to deepen in that, but he essentially knows the gospel already. No apostle has taught, taught him because they're scared of him apart from anything mm. else. And then it says that everyone's amazed, yeah. of course. Baffled and then, and at verse 22, he increased all the more in, in strength, confounded the Jews yeah. in Damascus, proving that his Jesus is the Christ. So he's spending some time in Damascus. And then it says in verse 23, now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. Mm. Right. So, and then it says, 
that the plot was discovered. So they're no longer baffled. They're, you know, they they realise this is something quite substantial. He's led right. out on uh, of the city in a basket. Yeah. All right, and then he goes to Jerusalem. Yeah. All right, so. In Acts, it basically talking about him based in Damascus, preaching the gospel many days, mm. some long period of time. Then he escapes Damascus, and now he goes to Jerusalem. Yep. Now, if we go to Galatians, this is another viewpoint of the same thing. Yep. And he says it was after three years he went to Jerusalem. That's right. So three years after his conversion, he does actually go to Jerusalem. Mm. And he, he talks about that, but um, he, he went to, where does it say he went to Arabia? Well, oh, he, yeah, that's verse 7. Yeah. He didn't, he said, he, in these three years, he did not go up to Jerusalem. That's right. Because if he just got saved, you might think a normal new convert, he needs to go to Jerusalem. He needs yeah. to study from the apostles. Yeah. He needs to go to Bible school for three years, mm. you know, and find out. The God. He didn't yeah. need to do that because he had already yeah. received it direct from Jesus. Yeah. Um, to those who are apostles before me... And by the way, there may not have been much in Jerusalem for him. All, all, you know, his experience of Jerusalem was the, um, uh, the Ju Judaizing religion. Well, no, um, he, would, he would have got it from the Peter and... Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. we don't want to knock Peter and the others Oh, no, okay, because it comes yeah. up. Yeah. But he didn't need to. No, he didn't. Because he'd already received it straight yeah. from Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then he said, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So right. what I we don't want to knock them too much, but, but they wouldn't have come up with all of this revelation. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was special. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, anyway. But so then he went to Arabia. So we don't know so, the split so between Damascus and Arabia in terms well, of his time. What we say, if we put the two accounts together, yeah. in Acts chapter 9, it doesn't talk about him going to Arabia. That's right. That's right. But obviously what happened is he got saved, he ministered a bit in Damascus, I would imagine a few weeks, months, mm. who knows. Then he went to Arabia and spent some time in Arabia, mm. which we're not really told about, but um, I like to think he may have, may have gone to Mount Sinai in Arabia. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, another that's story because he mentions that's Mount good. Sinai later. Yeah. And, th and then he came back to Damascus. So in a sense, Damascus was his base. He spent this time in Arabia that we'll talk about, no doubt. Yeah. And then he comes back to Damascus, preaching the gospel again. And then he's so dangerous to them that they, they, they plot to kill his life. Mm. And then, then he goes to Jerusalem. So it's just interesting yeah, to no, see how Galatians harmonizes there it is interesting. With, with Acts. So um, I, I still want to know about Arabia. You yeah, said yeah, Sinai, which is quite interesting. Um, but there was, you know, th this, this teaching, you know, and the fasting that he had, was that in Arabia, in the wilderness? I don't know. No, we, don't we don't know. know do we? We're not told. I think, it's, I think, like to think, he went to a kind of Bible school with God. Yeah, yes, that's, yes, that's, in Arabia, that's what I yes. think too. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. That he didn't have that Bible school with the apostles in Jerusalem, which no. might have been the sensible thing to do, yeah. but God didn't tell him to do that. God, I think he went, he prayed a lot in the spirit, mm. he no doubt meditated on the word. God would have really, you know, there, there was a lot for, lot of revelation yeah. he yeah. needed to download from God. It's amazing, you know? so much happened <laughs> we get a, we, we get a clue actually a bit further okay. back in Acts 9. Yep. Um, 
uh, where um, Ananias is sent, is sent to Paul, remember yep. in verse 15 it says, but the Lord said to Ananias, go, for he, Paul, is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Mm. That was happening in, the, in, in, in Arabia, I yeah. reckon. That's what he was showing him. He was telling, showing him his mission and, and uh, sorting out the gospel in his mind and, and whatever was going on. I, I agree with Derek. I think yeah. they went to a one-on-one Bible school. He's now... He's now, well, let's just read on there. And Ananias uh, went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may be, receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now that was a, that was a key, a key yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, getting his sight back, I'm sure he was very grateful for. But this, yeah. this baptism at that point mm. with the Holy Spirit, mm. and then he's on fire. And after Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he went into the wilderness. He did. He That's did. Yes, he did. That's the point. Yeah. And uh, Elijah, well, That's he what I was fled hoping we're going to explore yeah, to yes. Mount Sinai, didn't yeah, he? That's and it. then God spoke to him yeah. and revealed him what to do next, you that's know, it. in terms of anointing various people. And then um, Moses as well, a great experience when he was exiled yeah. from Egypt. He was down in that neck of the woods. We don't know exactly where, but it was and a profound. I think it was important, Teaching. but it was private. That's why he didn't, he didn't talk about yeah. preaching the gospel there particularly. No. Uh, but what he's really saying through all of this is, I didn't go anywhere near the apostles. Yeah, I didn't even the meet them for three years. I didn't meet any of these. Mm. So I didn't receive the gospel. And is this where he's caught apostles. up into the third heaven then? It must be. No. No, is that later? No, it says after 14 years. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. yes so yeah, it yeah. was, pro pro I think it's when he was yeah. stoned to death in, in the. Yeah, it could X well be. 13, 14. Yeah, it could be. But because at the time, it that's doesn't That's right. Fit. No, you're absolutely right, Derek. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something in the, these as it were, wilderness experiences that, you know, the, the, I'm not talking about being away from the Lord, but being with the Lord. And yes. the, these are, they are amazing places. There wouldn't be many people, by the way, to, to evangelize down there. Yeah. It was pretty bleak and you, and you really need faith to trust in, in the Lord. You know, he would have been quite a sophisticated, you know, as educated uh, person. It was unusual to be right there out in, yeah. this, in the wilderness, basically. So as a top Jew, he would have memorized a lot of the Old Testament. Yes. And he would be just, all, a lot yeah. of the revelation that we would have got, he would have been able to, uh, to see everything through the light of Jesus. Everything would have started to make sense. And he probably needed that time away from the distractions yeah. to, to get that. So he had personal Bible school with the Lord. We, we were talking um, with um, Gordon earlier and, and talking about how Howard loves the Galilee as Gordon loves Jerusalem, I absolutely love the wilderness, the Judean wilderness. Mm. And, uh, you, and then if you go further afield, uh, uh, it is absolutely, you can't see how anyone can survive. And yet there, there's a, like a way of life. And for someone like Paul, I'm sure that there was, there had to have been real faith there. And um, he, yeah, I'm sure God revealed himself to Paul yeah, yes. in that, in that extreme, it's the absolute extremity. Mm. You, you've got the Dead Sea, which is the lowest place on earth, but you go further in, I, I can't see how, it, apart from oil, I can't see how 
you know, a civilization has, has risen in, in that area. If, it is, if we are talking of that area just south of, um, of Amman, um, down in, in, into um, Saudi Arabia, it, it is, it's pretty bleak. It's the land of Midian. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bleak area. There and are so oases, sure. there are water sources. Of course there is, yeah. Um, of course there is. But nevertheless. Different, different life to living in Jerusalem. Yeah. Or Tarsh, Tarsh, Tarsus. Yeah. Nearly said Tarshish, but I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it was to get with God. Yes. But, but the, the thing is, he didn't feel the need to go to the apostles. Yeah. Because yeah. he already had received his yeah. revelation and commission. Yeah. And that's what he's saying, really. And, and he didn't learn it from the apostles. He didn't get it secondhand. He got it straight from God. And that's mm. what he's asserting here. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got confirmation later when the other apostles agreed with his gospel, mm -hmm. but he knew it was the right gospel because he got it straight from God. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, then he Here says, after, three, after years, three years, he goes, yes, he does go to Jerusalem, but he kind of makes light of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, I did go to Jerusalem, mm -hmm. but I didn't actually have a big time, you know. I mean, just think learning. the Lord's ministry was three years. Yeah. Mm. Everything it's pretty well time. happened. Yeah. It's, it's a long time. Yeah, you're back to this symmetry again. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's throughout the amazing scriptures. symmetry in yeah. the scriptures. I'm sure you're right, John, about three days. We'll find out. Right. <laughs> no, another another yeah. question to, <laughs> that's beyond the scope of this Bible study. Um, okay, and then he stayed with Peter uh, for 15 days. Yes, he was just saying... Very I was, specific. I, and the word there is um, to see Peter was just to... Like um, going a tourist visit, yeah, just to get acquainted with Peter. Yeah, yeah. It isn't like Peter, I need you to teach me the gospel. Yeah. Give me everything you've got. I'm sure Peter would have told him a lot of wonderful stories about the different miracles Jesus yeah. did. Yeah. But he didn't go there to get to go gospel. to Bible, two week no, Bible no, school. Just, no fellowship. It was just to get, to get acquainted with Peter. And actually, Paul was preaching the gospel most of the time anyway, so it's not like he was in Bible school. Because yeah. um, in Acts 9, it talks about him going to Jerusalem, 9.26, and he tries to join the disciples, but they're all afraid of him. Yeah. And they did not believe he was a disciple. It was only Barnabas who actually helped him be accepted there in Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. And it says he was preaching boldly in the name of Jesus, verse 29, and now they attempted to kill him. So <laughs> within those two weeks, yeah. he's preaching so effectively in Jerusalem yeah. that now they're, they're trying to kill him. Yeah. And, and that's why he has to quickly leave Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So therefore, it's re reinforcing the point that he didn't, you know, even after three years, he, he didn't spend a, a lot of time in theological debate with the disciples because they were all. scared of him, yeah. or even with Peter. And but he did Peter, get acquainted. He, he got acquainted with Peter. He didn't learn the gospel from Peter, is yeah. the point. In fact, he probably spent most of his time preaching the gospel, yeah. and then so much so that they want to kick him out of town, or yes. they want to kill him, actually. Yes, yes. And then they have to get... Ha so this was not... So he's kind of saying, yes, I did go to Jerusalem after three years, mm. but by then I already totally knew the gospel, and, uh, and I just... I didn't see any of the other apostles, he says, except James, the Lord's brother. Yeah. So let's just stop, stop there on, on James, John. <laughs> um, not James and John, but John. Um, the, it's interesting that he saw James, because when you look at the letter to, uh, of James in, in the New Testament, it, 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 it could be construed as a kind of counter 
balance to Galatians. Yes, it's a wrong. Con it's a wrong. No, I know, but I know. I'm I, opening I, I, it up. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah, James is a difficult letter, mm. um, and it, it is a difficult letter unless you read it with a very tender heart. Yeah. Being from the point of view that the scriptures can't be at odds with one another, mm. that 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 would be a complete breakdown in 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 our trust of them. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, you know, nevertheless, it is difficult. Luther hated it. L Luther yeah. thought it shouldn't even be in the canon of Scripture, along with one or two others, I might add, mm. including Hebrews. But Luther was wrong, and and Luther, you know, just if other people have heard this, I mean, Luther, Luther's mission was to receive. The, 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 the true gospel at a time of great distortion yeah. um, of the gospel of grace, which he did. And yeah. that, you know, he was the great reformer. There's no doubt about it. You know, Paul's the great apostle. Luther's the great reformer. But Luther didn't have a revelation on that thing outside that of which he was called to. Mm. And that's perfectly clear. I think, you know, mm. that's how one can explain it away. He was and brilliant. And he's a little bit anti-Semitic, so, so therefore well, he's he very Jewish. Well, so yes, anti-Semitic, but you have to be fair and place him in, 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 the, in the 16th century. That's true. You know, whereas Israel didn't exist. And, and, and he, as far as he was concerned, it was some form of judgment. And, yeah. But things are different now. So we, yeah. we can't look at Luther through 21st century yeah. eyes. Yeah. 16th century yeah. eyes. But he took this view of James that it was actually pulling them back under the law, but it doesn't. He it certainly doesn't James, at all. He? Yeah. Um, he didn't understand James. He didn't understand James. No. But James actually yeah, preached the gospel point. of grace. Yes, he In did. James 1.19, he said, So then, my beloved brethren, let every... Oh, sorry, I picked the wrong yeah, verse. Uh, it's the previous verse. That's verse right. 18. Of his own will... He brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be the first fruits of his creatures. Yeah. He's talking about the new birth. Yes. That's grace. Yeah. God brought us forth by his word. We just received his word yeah. and he brought us forth and now we're his children. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. salvation yeah. by grace. Yeah, what James is true. basically saying is if you're a true believer, then you're going to show it by your works. Yeah. I mean, even at the... the, the the verse 2, which is well known, counted all joy when you encounter various trials. He says, um, the testing of your faith develops pers uh, perseverance. Mm. Um, and Paul said, look, um, well, in Romans 5, he talks about suffering produces, uh, you know, mm. perseverance. But also, um, right at the beginning of Romans, so the great book on faith, he's, he talks about the obedience that comes from faith. Mm. So in one sense... James is at there right at the beginning saying, look, you know, the perseverance, the obedience, the character yeah. comes from faith, the testing of your faith. So the faith comes first. Yes. And that is really important. So important. Um, I, I just have a little, I get a little bit of an inkling from um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's cost of discipleship that he, he's, it's slightly too much obedience before faith, as it were. Whereas I, I think that the gospel is obedience that comes from faith. And yes. as long as you put it that yeah. way around, there's nothing wrong with obedience. Yeah. No, nothing there's at all. There's nothing wrong with discipleship. There's nothing yeah. wrong with actually Ephesians. following God's standards. That's not salvation by works. No, exactly. It's as the basis of our salvation. Yeah. It's, it's grace through faith. But Paul encountered James. And it would yeah. be an interesting encounter. Yeah. And, and 
every time it's mentioned, you know, James and Paul basically were, were seemed on. happy with yes, each other. Yes, you know yeah. I mean? And um, of course, the classic one is Ephesians 2, mm. 8 and 9 and yep. 10. For by grace you're saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah. We are his so that's salvation. Should. But then, that's not the, the end of the story. Yeah. For we are his, his workmanship. workmanship by grace. Yeah. We've been, we're born again, created for good works. In Christ Jesus for good works, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So Paul had the same balance as James, but... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to lose James. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And also the Mars, Marcians, or whoever they are, the, that, the heresy of the Marcionites, or whatever they're called, they, they, they wanted to cut out the, you know, books like James, anything that was too Jewish in the, in the New Testament. But and that's, James, that's where you swing the pendulum, you see. Yes. The wrong way. Yes, that's right. James was saved by grace, of course, because he was really not a believer. Uh, but we know that Jesus appeared to him in the resurrection. Mm. That seems to be when he really yeah, got it. came to the Lord. And in Acts 15, James's statement absolutely he, he comes like into line with what Paul is saying. The authority was so there. So, you know, it's, it's an imaginary dis dispute. Yes, so we've mentioned Acts 15 a few times. I don't think we've said it on, on air. The thought that I, I mentioned to you, um, uh, I think uh, to Derek, I, um, John may have been there as well, um, that there, there, there is in when it when um, uh, James uh, stands up at the Council of Jerusalem and he, and he says, uh, "Brothers, uh, this is in my version, so you'll have to find it in yours." Listen, listen to me, verse uh, thirteen of of Acts fifteen. It's almost better for someone else to read it, but in my Bible it talks about Simeon mm. ha has described how God um, at first showed his concern from taking the Gentiles. Uh, a people for himself. And it seems to be a, um, a switching the order that you find often in Paul's writings, which is, you know, first for the Jew, then for the Gentiles. But could you read that verse in your uh, version? And again, my extraneous comment might be from, from which? From I think in, in the Council of Jerusalem, chapter 15 of Acts. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm there. Um, you, can, you can read a lot, but it's actually verse 13 yes. and 14. Um, where, where um, if I'm right, it was, um, may not have been James that stood up, but when they finished, James spoke up, that's right, verse 13. Yeah, and after they'd, they'd become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. That's referring to the prophecy that we talked about when they took Jesus up to be circumcised, wasn't it? Well, that's what I'm contending. Oh, so this is what I want to explore. I don't, you know, well, only because in my scripture it says um, uh, Simeon. It says Simon. It says Simon okay. here. But, but, the, the, but there, it, it's very clear. Well, it look, says that in the Greek, the, Simeon. So, so I'm just exploring yeah. it. No, well, not there's two possibilities. It's, that's it. Let's the, have the, the one that most people would assume is the case. That it was uh, Simon Peter. Yeah, because earlier in verse 7, yeah. in Acts, it's Peter rose up yeah. and talked about how by his mouth the yeah. Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And, and that was the first instance, if you like, of Gentiles 
Right. So at the first means Got it. the beginning of yeah. the gospel Got to it. the yeah, Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. You, yeah. you talk, told I brought a story about Because I was Lance down with Lance Lambert and yeah. we were down at a, a church in Durban um, called the Olive Tree. And at that time, a chap called Malcolm Heading was the pastor of the church. It's just out in a beautiful part of Durban. And Lance, I remember him preaching from Luke 2. Um, where Simeon took the baby Lord Jesus into his arms and quoted from Isaiah, I think it was Isaiah chapter, um, uh, I think it's 49, where, where he says in the, in the, the nunc dimitus, as it were, yes. that we, we yeah. hear in Evensong and other things, um, um, you know, let your servant depart in peace, my eyes have seen uh, your salvation. And then he he quotes and says that he shall be, the Lord, shall be a light, a revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel, which was switching yes. the order, which, uh, uh, quoting from Isaiah, if I'm right, it's Isaiah 42 or 49, where he, he says uh, in that messianic prophecy that he would be a covenant for the people and the light to the Gentiles. In other words, um, Simeon has said it's going to be first for the Gentiles. Yes. And then the glory of Israel. I like to which I, uh, you know, the scripture, I, I don't want to build too much on it, but I do find it interesting. It's in chapter 42 of Isaiah, um, verse, um, uh, verse six, I will keep you to make you a covenant uh, for the people and a light for the Gentiles. And I don't think Lance was being absolutely, you know, dogmatic about it, but he was saying it is interesting that he said Simeon. And did they know that prophecy that um, was quoted by Simeon, um, that he would be, because everyone, I think, would know it's a messianic prophecy, yeah. that he would be a covenant for the people, Israel, and a light to the Gentiles. Yeah. But Simeon, this old man who'd waited his whole life to see the Messiah, and, you know, he's just ready to die because he'd seen him. He says he shall be a light uh, for the Gentiles, revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. And what's happened in church history, apart from the early church, which was Jewish, and then it switched from the, Rome, from the time when, um, was it, um, Claudius banished, banished the Jews from Rome, and then it became a Gentile church, and then Paul was addressing this Gentile-Jewish imbalance in, in the church, the Roman church, um, before Nero allowed them back in and then started murdering, murdering the Christians, um, that uh, there was this um, tension, you know, is it first for the Jews? Because Paul says in Romans it's first for the Jews, but is it possible that that's another explanation? Mm. That, that James is going more deeper than what um, Simon Peter said. Or was that another, so the Simeon that I have written, a variant of Simon, is that, could that also be applied to? It's an know? interesting possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm, that's I think why the I obvious it, from the context is that is, he's referring it, to, to Peter a supernatural and, event yeah. whereby, because really the, the the, the, the decisive event was Acts 10, wasn't it? When, the, yeah. when God, by grace, saved the Gentiles by grace, yeah. through faith. Yeah. Even while Peter was preaching, they, they didn't do anything. No, they no. didn't do any law-keeping, yeah. and, and they're filled with the Holy Spirit, which means they must have been born again, yeah. even as they heard. And it's classic yeah. salvation by f 
faith yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and really, that's the more obvious point. But there that may is. be that more subtle... Because it, it seems a really well. strange, if it, you know, for, and yet it happened. When, in that early church, this tension, of course they've got to be Jewish, or, you know, they, they've got to follow the law, you know, that's part of the mm. continuum of the Bible. And then James says, says what he says, and it may be prophetic because we know in church history, and it's a fulfillment of Romans 11, that God has blinded the eyes of the, the one people who should be the, the group that would see it, that would get it. And it's mixed up into Galatians as well because they don't get it. Yeah. There's a whole group of them and predominantly the, you know, the, 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 the larger number within the Jewish community were blinded to it. So how does that square with first for the Jews? That's, um, There's definitely in Romans 11, because of the Jewish national rejection of Christ, yeah. that, that, that God turned it for good. Yeah. And salvation came to the Gentiles. Salvation to the Gentiles. So there was yeah. a change of emphasis, yeah. that, uh, it going to the Gentiles. And, and a wholesale hardening, really. I mean, you look through church history, it was, you know, that, that tension grew and grew, didn't it, between, between the, the, those following the Talmud and those following uh, the, the scriptures and the Lord. Um, but they, they were blinded to the Messiah. James is arguing that, uh, in Acts 15, yeah. that um, what is happening might be a surprise, you know, that the Gentiles yeah. are receiving and Jews not so much. Um, but nevertheless, he, he, James shows from other scriptures too, that this is consistent yeah. with, the, with the Old Testament yeah. revelation. It, yeah. it was almost anticipated, and the Simeon prophecy is one example of that, yeah. that the, this, harv this Gentile harvest mm. is, is not contradictory to the Old Testament no. revelation. It's, no. it's anticipated even. Yeah. Great, thanks. I, what I love about Bible study is I can just get things off my chest <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and try and get just a little bit more insight into things that puzzled me as a young kid, really. Yeah. And, um, I like getting things off my chest too. And I'm just having a thought about Galatians <laughs> and these Judaizers. Mm. Whether, you know, we, we started off thinking they were possibly Messianic believers who misunderstood and got it wrong, or were they spiritual terrorists? <laughs> Were they, were they really sent in there to cause, cause trouble? Mm. Mm. It hadn't occurred to me before that they might be a bit I more than just people that hadn't properly understood the message, that these yeah. people were really dangerous. They, mm. were, they were, you know, guerrillas from the other yeah. side. And yes. Yeah. In Galatians 2 and in Philippians that we were in, Philippians 3, the way he talks about them, yeah. mm. he, doesn't, he says they're false brethren, they're not actually brethren. Yeah. That's they're, right. They're pretending to be. That's right. Yeah. So let's. It's let's interesting. Verse twenty. Yeah. He says he's almost like he's in a court of law, you know, because he's being attacked by these Judaizers. You know that he's. It's not, he didn't really get the gospel from God. He got it secondhand from Jerusalem, and he got he's got it wrong, and they're now correcting him. And it's almost like he's in a court of law because he says now concerning the things that I write to you, indeed before God I do not lie. In other words, yeah. I, I swear I'm telling the truth. Mm. Yeah. But you wouldn't normally do that. Um, but he's saying, look, I'm putting myself before God here. Yeah. I am not lying. Yeah. I did not get the gospel mm. from the apostles. Mm. I got it straight from Jesus. Uh, 
By the way, he, he uses that term in Romans again. I'm not lying, my conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. You know, I would that my, all my brethren would be saved. That's in nine or whenever yeah. it was. He, he, yes, he's very... And he's basically he's, saying you can check it out if you want yes. to. You, you can check out the, the facts, but yeah. I was not in Jerusalem for three years. By that time, of course, he, he, would, he fully knew the gospel from yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very good. And he's almost saying, as God is my witness, I assure, I assure you before God that mm. what I'm saying. You know, it's, yeah. that's, a, that's not just saying I'm not lying. No, that's it's That's actually not. invoking it, God. It is. It is yeah. taking yeah. an oath, making an effect, oath before God. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm. Because if, if that's what, he has to stand for his apostleship, that mm. di- first rank apostleship, mm. direct from Jesus. Yeah. Because if they can compromise that, Mm. That, that then is a basis for compromising his gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if he learnt it from someone else, then maybe he got that wrong. Yeah. You know, he didn't listen properly in Bible school mm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, then, you know, in, act, in verse 21, remember, he did go to Jerusalem for those 15 days, yeah. but he couldn't stay there because they tried to kill him. Mm. And then they sent him off back to Tarsus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tarsus is in Cilicia, yeah. All right. Yeah. And so afterward, he says in verse 21, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Cilicia. Yeah. So that's well away from Jerusalem. And that's modern day Turkey. Cilicia, Cilicia is yeah. on yeah. the southern coast of Turkey. Yeah. And Syria, of course, that's where he ended up with Antioch in mm. Syria. Mm. Um, but again, his point is that's, that's miles away from Jerusalem. Yeah. It's miles away from the apostles. So he is not again ministering in a different sphere mm. to to the apostles. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he and was unknown by face to the churches in Judea, which were in Christ. So again, he didn't meet the churches in Judea. They didn't tell him what the apostles believed. He had no con- direct. And connection of course, with them. Uh, you know, just stepping back again, God's plan, God's sovereignty. You know that the, these sort of. The, people railing against him in Jerusalem meant that he couldn't stay there in human terms, but in God's plan, mm. he didn't need to be in Jerusalem. No. He was the apostle for, for the Gentiles. In, in that sense. Yeah, yes. it, it he was. couldn't be accused of getting it secondhand. Yeah, because uh, but, but it, wa- it wasn't by accident mm. that they were agitating. It wasn't by accident that he was forced out. It was, he is an apostle well, to the Gentiles. Well, it seemed like every city he went to. Yes. Yeah, God's him. driving him, driving him, <laughs> driving him. Yeah, exactly. The Jews, the Jews wanted to kill him, the unsaved exactly. Jews. Exactly. Wherever he went. Yeah. But the s- stage was set, as it were, in Jerusalem first, and then, yeah, to Judea and to the uttermost, he was, he was chased out. Yeah. In that process, yeah, the gospel was spread. The devil thinks he's got it, you know, you know he's, 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 he's in charge because he's driving Paul out, let's say, you know, your guerrillas yes. or whoever, yeah. and the terrorists, but, but God is sovereign and the gospel message mm. is spread. And they were upset. First, of course, he was proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. But even more than that, he was basically saying, because they were so, they thought salvation was in the law of Moses, if they can just keep the law of Moses. So the law of Moses was more precious to them than anything. And here he is saying, you can be saved, you can be right with God apart from the law of Moses. To them is like, you know, you're attacking, you know, my idol, if you like. Um, And so they are, they want to kill him. Yeah. 
and he's particularly dangerous because he used to be one of them. You know, and that's, that's made him more of a target because he's very dangerous to them. Just can I throw this one in, in our, I suppose, five minutes or so left? But the law of Moses is very precious. It is. <laughs> yeah. It was really an important milestone, you know, coming down the Mount Sinai, you know, with God's law, as it were, and then expanded into however many other 613. It, it was so important, as it were, to make us conscious of sin. So in the yes. Christian context, it's very important. Yes. But also it's in, important for a nation to acknowledge the law of God, that, you know, that there's a right and there's a wrong. Mm. Even uh, though, um, you know, of course, all have sinned and, and we can't attain to, to, to this um, standard. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yes, to idolize the law of Moses is, is not a good thing, but to have it embedded in your unwritten constitution yeah. is actually quite a healthy thing the for mistake, a nation. The yeah. mistake they made was to think that it was a means to salvation, a means to righteousness, yeah. that yeah. you could attain righteousness That's right. through your law keeping. That's and right. that was... That was the big mistake. So is it possible, you know, that we, we have all these nominal Christians, and not so many now in Britain, but is it possible that that kind of self-righteousness of the British, that I'm a Christian, I'm Church of England, you know, has, has almost been a kind of uh, a a shadow. Yeah, yeah, a you continuation know, it, of the movement. It, it, a continuation of this, we are righteous. It can keep you yeah. away from the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. If you It'll believe that you you're away. okay. Yeah. We attend right. church, and we do the liturgy, yes. we do, you and know, don't talk about Don't talk about the blood. That's yes. medieval and yeah. we don't want to hear about yeah. that. Uh, we, you know, which has gone on ever since, ever since Cain, of course, mm. and, and that's gone right And although way. I absolutely love our culture and I love the fact that we have our parishes and that mm. there's something biblical about the territory of, you know. Yeah, very so, much. And it's all built up, but it has built up this self-righteousness. Yes. That is now breaking down, but it's, it's now re-emerged into another type of self-righteousness, um which is the, you know, in a secular humanist sense of doing good. <laughs> it re-emerged. The problem with the state church is that you yep. think that because you are born into a country, you're automatically part of this church, therefore you're okay and you don't need yeah. to hear the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Just to finish yes, off the passage, because yeah, then, then we can say we've actually Yeah, exactly. Done it. Verse four minutes. So. Verse 23, um, sorry, he went into Syria, Cilicia, well away from Jerusalem. Mm. He was unknown to the churches in Judea in Christ, mm. but they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. Yeah. In other words, his ministry was in a different area, but yeah. they approved of it. That's he, it. he wasn't like... It's a wonderful story, Preaching isn't a wrong it? gospel. Yeah, if you, you see know, it the right way around. Churches in Judea were celebrating God in Paul, what yeah. God had done. They had accepted his conversion. They accepted his preaching the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get it from them, but they endorsed what he was yes. doing. They were with him. So he wasn't preaching. They, he was being accused of preaching a different gospel than Jerusalem. But that was a false accusation. They were, all the churches of Jerusalem were supporting him in his ministry. Yes, exactly. Um, well, that um, not in Jerusalem, outside Jerusalem, and even yeah. in Judea. Yeah, yeah. But of course, that's the realm of the apostles, Judea. Yeah. So he's he's making the point that his gospel, and he received it independently yeah. from the Jerusalem church. He he got it independently, 
and he got it straight from it's, God. A, it's so thrilling, isn't it? You, you, sometimes you say, oh, it wouldn't be wonderful if so-and-so became a Christian, as it were, you know, Richard Dawkins or mm -hmm. something, you know, if he actually just suddenly yeah. became a creationist, <laughs> let's say. Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we'd be a little bit suspicious initially Mm. We thought, well, he's just trying to sort of suss us out and then, you know, you know launch another podcast or something. But, but actually, if we then heard him, you know, extolling the glories of God's creation yeah. and design, you know, and there isn't sort of random chance mutations, you know, uh, we would be thrilled, wouldn't we? We'd say this man who's, you know, literally, I mean, he, he said in his you know, writings, it's child abuse to teach creation. If this man turned around yeah. and started saying, no, it's the other thing that's child abuse. Yeah. It's and particularly powerful. Yeah, isn't it? Boy, how thrilling it would be. It's worth praying for people, you know, some arch, you yeah. know, antagonizers who are out there. Yeah. You know, that they could be turned. Because mm. what tremendous fruit, what great encouragement. That's why they were scared of him, because he knew all their arguments. He knew all their things inside out. So yeah. he could, you know, he, he knew their you know their position and he was able to destroy it yeah. you know and yeah. and so they all they could do is try and kill him yeah. and again uh, just on the final layer is the final verse of, of chapter one you know it says they they praised god in other words this reinforces it again why would they praise god if i'm yeah they glorify and they glorified god it was it in in me, was yes, it? Yes. Yeah, in me. Yes. They're recognizing that yes. this man has been totally changed. Yeah. He now has the Holy Spirit dwelling inside him yeah. and, and, and the truth is radiating from him mm. and changing others. Yes. Uh, and, you know, when you think about it, he was so knowledgeable of the law um, that it's, a, it, it's almost unbelievable. Only God could be blinding the eyes in the yeah. same way as only God could convert this man. That they couldn't see the parallel between the message of the law mm. and the consequences of sin requiring yeah. animal sacrifice so for a temporary uh, re reprieve yeah. and, and the, the death of the Lord Jesus to pay for the That's sin. Right. That they couldn't run these two stories in parallel and see it. Yeah. Well, they can't see That's it. Right. Of course. But the other they is those that did see it and they praised yes. God and they didn't yes. say well done Paul oh oh no. you've come you've taken no. a long intellectual no. journey no. No, they, we're out of time by the way so yeah. I'm wrapping up yeah. Yeah. but they literally praised God the other they yeah. um, because of what God had done yes. in Paul's life yeah. that's isn't right. it a wonderful absolutely story absolutely wonderful and it's as you say it can't be of man no not it can't be of us because we're we're pretty inadequate yeah. when it comes down to it um, but praise the Lord we can praise God yeah. Or praise what he did um, in Paul. Amen. <laughs>